This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites. I am Tariq, a.k.a. The Architect. And I am Anne, a.k.a. The Dining Critic slash Second Banana to Tariq Moody. Second Banana. Yeah. Bandana or banana? Banana. Banana. Or a second bandana. Again, this is The Spice, your culinary guide to Milwaukee. Uh, we change that title every week, so anyway. Uh, this week on This Bites, we're going to talk about uh, the five serve form. The new arena opens today. Grand opening today, having a block party and all this kind of celebration. We're going to talk about all the great food options. It's kind of a nice little uh, thing they're doing. They're embracing a lot of local Food options. There are chains there, but there's a lot of cool food, local food options going to be in the arena, which is really nice, supporting local businesses. Then uh, we're going to talk about uh, an unfortunate closing. Louise Trattoria? I can't pronounce Trattoria. is closing. Then there's also a new gluten-free bakery we're going to talk about and a couple of events and a little taste of what's coming up in Harley Fest when it comes to food. But we're going to kick it off with the five-serve form. The new Bucks Arena opens today. There's a block party set for this Sunday. But we're going to talk about all the cool food options, dining options you can get at concerts and, of course, the Milwaukee Bucks game. So, uh, Anne, take it away. Uh, okay, so they they call the, the food initiative there, the dining initiative, it's called MK Eat. Um, and it focuses specifically on local businesses. And yes, there are some national ones too. We know Chick-fil-A, uh, Punchbowl Social, which is a Denver-based chain that is combines gaming and dining. I'm just telling you this because there are people that are probably going to be interested in, mm-hmm. in some of those places as well. But the local places are some some really strong favorites. Mm-hmm. Sobelman's, you know, obviously known for their burgers and Bloody Marys and and not just your own yeah. your basic Bloody Marys, but Bloody Marys with lots of accoutrements. Uh, <laughs> Maybe fri- that, that provide the uh, whole fried the, chicken. The whole fried chicken. I thought of that. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I kind of doubt it, but you never know. Laughing Taco, uh, which is owned by um, Justin Carlisle of Ardent, who uh, this will be his second Laughing Taco. Fresh Fin Poke, uh, which you know the city has become really popular. For, yeah, Poke has become really popular here suddenly, right? Um, Iron Great Barbecue, uh, Aaron Patton's barbecue, uh, place that has, you know, went Home from- Home of the Milwaukee Rib. Yeah, and it originally was in Hawthorne, part of yeah. Hawthorne Coffee, it has his own space. And he's, uh, he's expanded his menu a little bit, and mm-hmm. since opening, and, you know- have added a yakitori to the menu. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if some of that stuff's going to be at the-, the Yeah, I don't know, I, but you have, I don't know if they were sort of like slabs of ribs during a game, kind of be weird with it. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> what about gonna, yakitori? Well, yakitori you have a stick. Yeah, yeah that, that could be an easy, an yeah. easy thing to have mm-hmm. uh, to, to order and eat. Uh, there's going to be Clement Sausage, Drink Wisconsin Blee, Milwaukee Pretzel Company, known for their really delicious soft pretzels. Collectivo is going to have their coffee, Cedar Crest Ice Cream, and Canal Street Pizza, uh, is um, was co-developed by the founders, the original founders of Palermo's Pizza. There, that is gonna. So they're gonna have their kind of Milwaukee-style pizza, and these are gonna be kind of spread out. There's something called the Southside Market. It's on the Upper Concourse. 
That's where Fresh Fin Clements Test Kitchen, because there's going to be an actual test kitchen up there, and Mini Walkie, which is going to serve miniature-sized food items. That's going to be located in the Southside Market. Mini. Mini, yeah, Mini Walkie. It's actually <laughs> kind of cute, actually. Uh, but the majority of the menu, or I'm sorry, the majority of the vendors are going to be on the main concourse. Um, the Southside Market is kind of this ode to Milwaukee Public Market, mm-hmm. which, as you know, has all these different uh, prepared food vendors. So, you know, there's a lot, there's a, there's going to be a lot to, to see and sample and, and taste, I think, when you go there. And I think the difficult thing is going to be probably for a lot of people to decide, well, what do I get? Let's say I can only get one thing. Mm-hmm. Where do I go? Luckily, uh, there's going to be a, a ribbon cutting ceremony today and there'll be tours and there'll be a chance to sample some of these uh, delightful culinary uh, dishes mm-hmm. offered by these local businesses Um part of the grand opening weekend of the five serve forum. Again, the block party will be held Sunday as well with uh, music and entertainment and Milwaukee players. But if you want to get the food, you can go try it Friday, mm-hmm. get, get a head start, know what you want, know, maybe figure out your paths, uh, with the shortcuts to get to certain places. So. I'm sure it won't be busy at all over there. Probably not. You know, <laughs> they're probably going to do a little more promotion out there to get, to get the word out right. about this opening of this arena. Again, that was uh, new foods, new food options and restaurants at the Five Serve Forum, which opens today. Congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. Coming up, we will continue our conversation with the uh, closing of, uh, of Louise Trattoria. We're also going to talk about a new gluten-free bakery uh, that's going to be opening up in the Lincoln Warehouse. A really cool event featuring four chefs, one farm and a pig. And then uh, Strangetown, really popular uh, east side vegan restaurant, a plant-based restaurant, is uh, normally open up for dinner. We're going to talk about they're going to be open up uh, for lunch. And then finally, a little taste of what's to come at Harley Fest. That's all coming up on This Bites. We'll be right back. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. Now we're back and myself, This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast. We're going to talk about an unfortunate, uh, it's been a year, I mean, every year there's closings, but it uh, seems like this year has been a closings of some kind of iconic landmark places in Milwaukee. Uh, the latest one is Luis Trattoria. Can you talk about that one and what's going on there? Yeah. Okay. So iconic might be stretching it a little bit, but back in the nineties, when you would think about, um, restaurants or parts of town that were really popular for dining, right? I mean, obviously Brady street, when Mima's was there, when it first started (laughs) opening, that's when Brady street was coming back. But I'm telling you the corner of Jefferson and Wells, okay? When you think of that corner, there was a period of time where everybody went over there because Louise's on the corner, um, across the street, Taylor's, Flannery's next to it, and down the street from Louise's, Elsa's. Mm. These were like the hottest spots to go to on a Friday and Saturday night. You could go to Louise's and it would be like, you know, an hour wait to get a table in there. So, and, and if you know Louise's, I mean, they were, have always been known for um, their um, kind of wood-roasted pizzas, their salads, especially this chopped chicken salad. If you went to Louise's with any regularity, you know what I'm talking about. It was almost before people were doing like that big craze of chopped salads. Mm -hmm. 
that chopped um, chicken salad. And then you would always get the, the free basket of focaccia. Mm. The focaccia was always really good. Now, Louise's was actually, it's a chain out of California. And for the last like 15 years, it was being operated by R.C. Schmidt. Um, R.C. Uh, owns a number of other businesses in town. He will continue to, to do that. Um, but announced recently that, that with Louise's, he couldn't come to an agreement on the, the actual space itself, on, on, on rent or on continuing in that space. He's, he, so he's closing this weekend, his last night, the last night of service is tomorrow night, Saturday the 25th. So I would say if you want to get a pizza or, you know, some kind of Italian pasta or the chopped chicken salad, you got to get in there because that's, I really am wondering what is going to happen to that corner space mm. because that was a, okay. I think a good place for poke. You know, we really, we don't have enough poke in the city. Yeah, the city I just, you know, I talk about dim sum, but I think we're really lacking in poke. But anyway. But one other point I wanted to make, though, just about um, other businesses owned by RC. It's been an interesting year because RC has closed a number of other businesses. He had mm-hmm. RC's Tavern, which was on North Avenue for like mm-hmm. 44 years. Wow. Um, I don't know if you remember that place, but it's just... It was just us east of the bridge yeah. on North Avenue. I never been there because I was scared to go in. It looked like a dangerous place. It did. Like I drive by it, and I'm like, mm, it looks like I don't belong there. It looks kind of scary. Well, now it's gone, so you yeah. don't you don't need to be afraid. I just you know, I just, I just I'm yeah, not you saying, just didn't get a good vibe from it. Yeah, I didn't get a good vibe. I, from okay, it. You know, yeah, that's you know how really certain valid. buildings look yeah. certain from the outside. It well, could it, be cool it, on the inside. Yeah. It's just you looked at it like mm, it just didn't. I'm gonna pass. Didn't seem welcoming yeah. to yeah. you. Yeah. Well, so he closed that that spot earlier this year. Um, he, if you know kind of the Oak and Loke area, Oakland and Locust, mm-hmm. he um, had a number of places right there. So like the old Oakland Trattoria, do you remember that spot? He used to run that. Then it became um, Solo Pizza. So he I remember that. It with I remember Solo, Solo pizza. pizza. Yeah. And then he closed that and he had Monster Pizza, which is gone now too. And he was also running the Black Rose right next door, has closed that as well. Black Rose. What was Black Rose? That was an Irish pub. Okay. But he continues to run the Harp, Trinity Three Irish pubs, all near the river, all near the new Bucks Arena. um, So it's like, I noticed that trend is like very either Irish or is Italian. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of true. Although... I'll throw a little curveball in there. He also runs Vagabond uh, Tacos, which oh. is behind. He owns Water Street Brewery as well, so it's oh, behind Water little, Street Brewery. Little uh, empire. It's there. a little empire, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, but you know, um, it's an interesting. I mean, those businesses were kind of always in the news, or yeah. always you know ones that you think about with dining. You know, Louise's. You know, I don't know that it was as popular recently as it used to mm-hmm. be, but I'm saying back in the day. That was the place to be. One of the places to be, yeah, on a a weekend night. Cool. Yeah, we'd like to know what's going to be taking over that spot. You want to put money in a little pool that's going to be a poke place? (laughs) I don't because I I really – I don't know that I want to see another poke place, Drake. (laughs) Have you been to the newest one though, the Fusion Poke that also has ramen? I didn't know they had a ramen. Yeah. No, I haven't been there. And Bobo. No, I haven't not been there. I'm gonna check out the ramen. I'm always curious to try it's, different it's people's broth. It's very close to, to fresh fin. Have you? Like yeah. you can, they can see each other. Yeah, as 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 a publication said, stones throw distance away, and they proved it by using throwing a, a throw stone, a stone okay. yeah. away. 
Have you been there, Fusion? Not yet. Oh, okay. Uh, next up, for all my gluten-free friends out there, uh, another uh, gluten-free bakery is uh, opening. Uh, can you talk a little about that one? Sure. Uh, okay, so we have talked about other bakeries that have opened recently because there's been kind of a spate of, of new bakeries. Batches is still in, I would still call it new. That's in the mm-hmm. third ward. Recently, we talked about Grage, which is a new kind of a high-end French patisserie. That's, that's with the Dan, the Dan Dan group, right? No, Batches oh, is batches. the Dan the Dan, Dan Okay, group. I'm all confused. Grage is a, is a local pastry chef. Okay. Um, and that, we talked about that recently, and that's near the Iron Horse Hotel. <laughs> this is a bakery, the new one that I'm going to mention right now, More Bakery and Cafe, is specifically for gluten-free diets. So, so our morning show DJ would love this. She has a oh, Zor, uh, Dory Zori. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. Um, so, but you know, there's a, th- this particular woman who's who's running it was um, motivated because her son has a gluten intolerance and some food allergies, mm. and was having trouble finding places or that she could go and get stuff good. for her. The, yeah. That tasted good, and yeah. that, I mean, that actually had product, mm-hmm. and and yeah, also had product that was actually of it's quality. It's, it's, a, it's a it's a skill to make. Yeah, tasty. You, it's very difficult because basically because you know because you're missing an element that makes stuff fluffy and the texture can yeah. really suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is uh, the Moore Bakery is open right now, and Moore M O R that word translates to mother in Swedish, huh. and she is a mother. That makes sense. Okay, as well as a baker, and um, it's open in the Lincoln Warehouse, which is 2018 South First Street. No, that's not First Street. Is that First? Yeah, that is First because First branches off. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, and KK right around where um, Transfer Pizza is. But you have to know that that bridge is out right now. That's just north of um, of the Lincoln Warehouse. So you can only access this from like the south at Beecher right now. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, um, that bridge has been out forever. The bridge has been out forever. Um, so right now she has some, you know, gluten-free cookies and pound cakes, quick breads. Um, I noticed on her Instagram, she recently had, um, uh, a Southern pound cake with lemon lavender glaze. It looked mm. really pretty. A strawberry cheesecake tart, apple and gooseberry crumbles. Mm. Um, she's going to expand into gluten-free breads, um, and also plans to do like a cafe menu of salads and soups. Mm. She has an espresso bar there, so she can do all sorts of coffee yeah. drinks. Um, and when and is it open? It is open now, but okay. the, the hours are Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 3 p.m., and Saturday, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Okay. And it's mm. called More Bakery and Cafe. And let's pick up that bridge over there. I feel like that bridge was down before they started breaking ground on the Bucks Arena. I feel like and now the Bucks Arena Whoa, is done for the bridge. Because I feel I, like forever I that bridge has been out. I can't imagine that it makes anyone in the Lincoln Warehouse very happy. I feel like it's been out for like two or three years. Yeah. Well, I don't I know. know. Really? It feels like that. I don't know. It is it is annoying, though, when you drive yeah. down there. But now I've just gotten so used to it, mm. I, I kind of wonder if it's ever going to I mean, it's open. probably two years. I mean, the Bucks Arena started, what, really? two years ago? Break ground two years? 18 months ago? Two years? Something like that? I don't know. Come on, city of Milwaukee. Fix that bridge. <laughs> Next up, you want to avoid the bridge, you can go out to a farm uh, for this really interesting event. It's it's called Four Chefs, One Farmer, and a Pig. Sounds like a children's story, <laughs> but it's an event. Talk to me about that. Okay, this event is tomorrow. It's a farm dinner, and it's at Golden Bear Farm in Keele, Wisconsin. 
This is a production of Bray's Restaurant, you know, the local restaurant here mm. right in the in Walker's Point. Dave Swanson does a lot of farm dinners. Um, and I know there's still openings because I looked and, and you can still get a reservation. Um, it features four chefs and one, one being Dave Swanson. His guest chefs are Aaron Patton of Iron Great, Caitlin Cullen of The Tandem, and Adam Pollock of Black Sheep. Uh, they're featuring a four-course menu and each course will feature a section of a pig that is raised right there on Golden nice. Bear Farm. And even the dessert will incorporate some component of the pig. Are you um, do chitlins? Maybe it's a maybe it's a chitlin pie. Oh, I love some chitlins. Um, great. So it's this uh, this is so there's gonna be a meal and also a tour. You can take a tour of the farm mm. and you can actually meet the pigs, which would make me really sad and not want to what? eat. I mean, as I said before, I it's like it's, it's 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 respect for the food it where is, it comes from. But but I it, when it gets you know I don't know. So I told you a story about it was on. Um, <clears throat> so when it gets kind of personal like that, mind of a chef. this pig farmer in Georgia. Excuse me. Basically, uh, raise the pigs, give them names, give them names, and like takes care of them like their own children. And, you know, and 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 I think there's respect and honor. And that, and I think that's how we should eat, especially meats. You know, to see it packaged. People are like, I don't want to see the body parts. I'm like, why you mean meat? No, I'm, and I'm not saying that yeah. at all. I'm talking about when you name no. them and develop, like you yeah. almost get attached to them, mm-hmm. and then it becomes really hard. But I think it becomes personal. Go. I think it's, then they, it feels respectful to do it. You know, I don't know. It just feels you're more connected to your food source. You understand yeah. the animal, no, I can see and that. it's sort of like I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe it's a spiritual thing with that. You know, instead of going to grocery market, saran wrapped or sealed oh, yeah. cuts right. of meat, do, 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 and you just put it in a pan. It's this. There's a disconnect there, and you know, and I think it tastes even better having that relationship. Maybe that's just my head. I could be crazy. It's your know. head. Yeah, it's your head, Tariq. It's always your head. Speaking of that, maybe they have head cheese there. <laughs> maybe, mm. maybe. Um, got a couple more things to talk about, including some uh, events, culinary events happening at Harley Fest, which is just around the corner, 115th. But right now, um, going from pig to plant-based diets, because we like to cover the gambit of culinary choices in Milwaukee. Strange Town, very popular uh, joint, started by a- Andy Noble, a DJ and uh, <clears throat> producer, really cool guy. Um, Strange Town normally serves dinner, and that's pretty much it. But uh, they're gonna do something open for lunch, right? Yeah, they've they've actually been open. Um, they they kind of were doing it quietly for a little while, opening from eleven a.m. and then just staying open continuously mm-hmm. throughout the day. Um, and they decided. So Andy decided. He he said, you know, um, they use the kitchen so heavily at night. They wanted to do a lighter menu during the day. So hence. Um, Things like their hummus platter, which they do with different variations of little pizzette, pizzette like little um, small pizzas. Um, so these are some of the things that oh. they, they have on the menu. Sandwiches, their salads, which they've become increasingly known for as well. Um, and also, what's really interesting is some of the beverages that they're doing. Um, you know, wh- when you go there, yeah, they have a lot of interesting cocktails, and Andy's very interested in wine, especially mm-hmm. wines. Um, from small producers, mm-hmm. um, but they have a lot of interesting 
non-alcoholic drinks there. They can do really great mocktails, mocktails with kombucha that they make. You were telling about mocktails. Um, I think mocktails is going to be a food trend for 2019. Oh, I know it is. I, I can really, I really strongly believe that. Um, but they also have the Pilcro is their the roaster mm-hmm. that they work with. So they have a full espresso bar. But not only that. Um, some more interesting types of lattes using things like medicinal mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And no, Tariq, we're not talking about hallucinogenics. <laughs> if that was just, the case, I'm, if that was the case, I'd I be a fun guy. I <laughs> would be a fun guy if that was the case. But anyway, sorry. Uh, okay. So <laughs> anyway, uh, I think it's a really, I think it's a really cute spot too. There's something about the space that's mm-hmm. always felt it like it's a cool little European it. style yeah, cafe. Kind of cool. And as it's still summer, you can sit outside. It's really pleasant sitting outside mm-hmm. there in the sunshine. You can actually sit next to, and I noticed like on their patio, they have a lot of their potted, mm. like uh, charred. They have a lot of vegetables growing out on their, right right there in pots on their pot patio too. So you're kind of sitting there while you're, mm. you know, instead of, instead of being at a farm where you're near the pigs, you're seated on a patio near the vegetables. Mm. Yeah. Well, any normal knows how to do uh, some good stuff. Plus, you know, he has a new record store. I heard that. Is it in River West? River West. In your neighborhood? Guess what it's called? Uh, uh, record Shop. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it Record Shop or Record Store? I was going to say Strange Tunes. Hey. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right? I like that. Record Shop. Yeah. So it's on what street? Um, <clears throat> Center? Center. Okay. Yeah, Center. Have you been? I haven't been, haven't been there yet. Oh. oh. So it's all vinyl. So, of course, Andy, yeah. Andy doesn't touch anything else. Okay. He, he, he don't like that CDs or MP, he's a He's a vinyl, what do you call it, vinyl, anyway, vinyl well, file. Okay, here's, a, here's something for you, Tariq. I was just looking at if there, people still make or companies still make boom boxes mm-hmm. because I have all of these cassette tapes of music from my formative years so like oh. when i was high school and college and all those mixer tapes i don't know if you still have cassettes no, I but i have you... nothing to play them with oh, but yes you can still get bands still make I, they I get, still make boom boxes i get mad because i get all these cool hipster bands are like hey Tariq, why don't you listen to my cassette and i'm just like oh they're really they have they're making they're, yeah. they're actually recording music yeah. on cassette. it's like a, huh. it's like this millennial thing it's, it's just irritable i just want to just i just well i need a boom box I got like I used to have these cassettes from these bands. It's like, have you listened to it? Like, no, dude. I don't have a cassette, dude. You have a cassette. Cassette sounds terrible. They're terrible sounding. They're awful things. It was a necessary evil, and now millennials, millennials are trying to bring it back. They are not awful sounding. They're terrible sounding. They're awful. I I had to replace cassettes of the same albums because they just terrible, terrible things. (sighs) And millennials decided let's bring back something terrible. But cassettes where they where someone taped like a CD onto a Maxell tape or something like that, those are not bad. The sound quality on those are good. But it's just the, the recording material degrades the content, the All quality. Right. All right. Yeah, it was just a necessary evil at that time and era. And people want to bring back things. Let's, have, let's bring back eight tracks. Yeah. Um, finally. Little diversion there. Harley Fest, 115th anniversary celebrations just around the corner, Labor Day weekend. We have a, a couple of events to talk about, uh, culinary events to uh, that, that, that kicks off that weekend. And we got this uh, little press release from the uh, Hilton Milwaukee Center. There will be, I'm not familiar with this person. I assume most people who are into cars and vehicles are. Shannon Iko, 
I guess that's her name, Belt. If I did pronounce it wrong, I apologize. A-I-K-A-U. We'll be in town with a, a signing and all this stuff on the 31st, but then there'll be a breakfast, Q&A breakfast with her. Uh, it's gonna You're be- sure Shannon is a she? I've known some, I'm one of my cousins is a, is a man named Shannon. Okay. I'm just saying that. If, I don't if know. If I got it wrong, I apologize. <clears throat> we don't know who this person is. <laughs> but we care about the breakfast. So then they okay. About the breakfast. I just wanted to throw that out there in case. Thanks for making me look know. like a fool. I'm not trying to make you look like a fool, but we don't. We I was, just don't I was, know. I was trying to say females of future, and that's why I was just but like, it could be. be it could, she, she, he could be, yes, we don't know. I'm a feminist. You're not a feminist. I get it. That's what? cool. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, let's talk about this menu. Uh, yeah, this event, uh, the breakfast is going to be on uh, September 1st at the Hilton Milwaukee. A Q&A with Ico from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. Fans will enjoy a Hawaiian-themed breakfast buffet while asking some of their most pressing questions to the motorcycle expert. And um, there's, there's a ticketed price to this. Uh, we'll post a link and all that to our website. Uh, the menu includes macadamia nut pancakes, Portuguese sausage, eggs and rice, malasadas. We should have Googled this. I feel bad now. But, uh, we'll, we'll put some descriptions on there for people who don't know what some of this is. Local mocos. I know what spam misubi is, and I'm not eating that. I don't care how pretty it looks. Okay, Shannon is male. Okay. Thank you. Sorry, Shannon. We apologize. Anyway, we have pog juice. You know what pog juice is? Uh, no. So what I'm going to do on the internet, we're going to put a little descriptions for this. I feel bad. We should have Googled some of this. I didn't realize, you know. But I went to a spam misubi. It's basically spam kind of like looks like a sushi roll. Yeah. 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 It's very popular yeah. in, in Hawaii. A waste of good seaweed, I think. Jeez. <laughs> oh, you like spam, don't you? I love spam. Really? No, I'm kidding. I don't, no. no, I don't. I really don't. But I do remember having it as a kid. Yeah. I had some recently and I was like, yeah, I still don't like it. Why are you bringing them to me? Um, so that happens on September, Saturday, September 1st. Other things culinary related to Harley Fest. Uh, you can watch the parade from Miller Time Pub and Grill. There will be cocktails and all this kind of good stuff. Food includes uh, chicken wings with Jack Daniels honey sauce, Harley hog burger, a burger with pulled pork, bacon, cheddar cheese, lettuce, tomato, onions, Bloody Marys, beer. Um, also back at that hotel, I thought I saw something about poke somewhere on here. The hotel will offer guests of the hotel poke bowls. And, uh, really? Yeah. At the, at the Milwaukee. Yeah. So uh, next week, we're going to get more. We're going to dive yeah, deeper. We're going to do into the, the, the Harley, the deep, Harley dive. Deep, deep Dial. Yep. But I just, we just want to give you a little taste of what's happening in case you uh, want to reserve a spot for that uh, event with Shannon Iko. Again, I apologize deeply if I mispronounce your name. Um, that Q&A breakfast that's happening on Saturday, September 1st. Well, that does it for this week's edition of This Bites. This Bites is produced by Tyrone Miller. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the licensed lab with support from Society Insurance and your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org, on iTunes, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And as always, I'll stay hungry. And keep the Malort cold. <laughs> <laughs>